Fred Film Radio. 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps. Fred Film Radio, I'm Laura Della Corte and today we're here with Jennifer Bacquall for the film Into the Weeds and Anthropocene and at the corners of Festival de Popoli in Florence. So how are you today, Jennifer? I am great, um, even though my luggage was lost uh, last night, so I had to rush around and buy suitable clothes, but I'm uh, I'm loving walking around Florence again. It's beautiful. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, my first question is about the genesis of Into the Weeds, because uh, as I live in the countryside, actually, we have used in in the past some products that are not so so good with with the fields and discovering about all the story of Monsanto was like you know uh uh still in the heart because y- you can even know what, what you're using sometimes because there are so many um many products to use for for the countryside that you didn't even know what you are using sometimes so did you met Lee Johnson and then decide to to make the documentary or was um different i mean like you 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 get along with the history or was something else the um, the genesis of it well actually we were in uh at the Sundance Film Festival with Anthropocene and we had some friends Are you getting an echo from me or no? No, 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 it's okay. Don't worry. Okay, sorry. Um, and I asked my friend, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., who is an environmental lawyer um, uh, and was involved in these trials, what he was working on. And he said, I'm working on these Roundup trials. And I said, is anybody recording that? And he said, no. And I said, somebody has to tell that story. And so we originally met with all the... Um, the lawyers that were part of that, what they call the executive of the multi-district litigation, and they agreed to do the film with us. And then it started and it was complicated because, first of all, COVID happened. Secondly, um, as soon as they were in negotiations with Bayer, Monsanto slash Bayer, because Bayer bought Monsanto for settlement. And as soon as they would reach a settlement, Nobody would be able to talk to us because they all signed these non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. So we had to rush to interview as many people as possible. And then the pandemic hit and we had to do everything remotely. So it was quite complicated. But the the I knew from the beginning that the story would be about Lee because he's a very charismatic, brave person. And... I wanted to do what we do in all of our films, which is a kind of, um, you know, a, a back and forth, a dialectic of scale and detail. So pulling back to the big picture and then honing in on the, the very specific details of Lee's story and other um, uh, victims. Yeah, one uh, one of the scenes that hit me the most was when you you show Lee Uh, Lee Johnson, when he tries to uh, cover himself with some kind of cream because uh, the skin was very damaged. And that scene was uh, very hard to watch. So how did you manage to 
to spend I, I don't know how many how many uh, years maybe you have spent to to put together all these materials so what was your impression at the end of it when you put all the things together all the scenes all the the stories and you have spent so much time with with it and with uh, uh, and with discovering uh, about this I mean at the end of a, such a work because it's it's huge. Uh, I mean, seeing from the outside, uh, I see that was an amazing research doing, you know, uh, trying to find all the people to talk to, trying to find all the, uh, the videos of the, the trials. So uh, how did you feel at the end of it? Well, first of all, just to go back to the beginning um, observation about Lee, uh, I I also agree that that's a hard scene to watch, and I want people to know that that was very much done in collaboration with Lee. He wanted people to see how hard it was for him just to get up in the morning, and it was a very intimate scene. And just Nick went in alone to the to the room, and we talked about it. And he said, "I I, I want to do this." He asked us to do it, and and I think that. I just have to say before going on into the complexities of that kind of a film and the density, um, the ethics of engagement are the most important part of our work because when you are pointing at a camera in somebody's face, that's already an aggressive act to a certain extent. And so the, to me, the, a relationship of trust and, and vulnerability on both sides and a kind of, um, Doing it together, collaborating in that way is extremely important. And I would never do anything like that if Lee had not wanted it himself. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, and I think that that's, if I had to say that there was one thing out of 30 years of making films that I think is the most important thing, it is that. The ethics of engagement and humility in, in, in the context that you're in, being humble and listening instead of trying to be in charge and, and get people to do what you want, right? So that's one thing. The, the complexities of the film were really, we had to try to explain the science both to ourselves and to viewers so that people would get it. And it's the first time that we've used graphics so extensively in a film as a way of trying to make the science comprehensible. And then we have these people, this course of people who have all been affected by Roundup, but then we telescope out to look at the bigger picture of insect collapse, um, uh, what, you know, the effect on biodiversity, et cetera. And remember, this is the world's most widely used herbicide. It is used everywhere. And the reason it's used everywhere is because people believed that it was safe. But what we have learned from the Monsanto papers and from what has been revealed during these trials is that the company knew for a long time that there were questions about the safety of glyphosate and Roundup. But Ghost wrote scientific papers that were supposed to be independent, intimidated journalists and independent scientists who were disagreeing with them and they were very aggressive about it and so to me this film is a it's an historical record of a moment in time when an ordinary person stood up to a massive transnational corporation 
and and that that I thought it was a really important record to have. Yeah, and indeed, when when you say that, you make me remember a phrase that one of the lawyers says at the end when there is this. Um, huge meeting of lawyers that are working, you know, to um, to change the world. That, that's what they say when, when they talk about that. And one of them says, she says, um, I've been doing trials for 30 years against corporations and nothing has changed. And that is very, you know, very... Uh, you, you, impressive. you remain, yeah, impressive. <laughs> you, you remain without words because you understand that you are part of a, um, of a thing in which, yes, you can do the difference, but, um, at the end, it's very, I mean, it's like, uh, you, you are fighting for something that is too big sometimes. And, you know, that, that, that feeling was, I feel very empathetic to, to the lawyer who says that because, uh, at the central point, you know that you have to keep fighting, but you are um, aware that you know it's it's <laughs> that you are doing a small part against a lot of other people, a lot of this mentality that we have to keep doing things in order to get much much money, and we are not thinking about environment and um, biodiversity and things like that. So. Uh, the point that the, where I want to to lead is that I found a link to Anthropocene to when um, we say that uh, an apocalypse that seems uh, distance in time and space actually is uh, which concern us closely as you know evidenced in by the shots taken by. Um, I was thinking about the, the marble quarries of Carrara and Venice because, you know, uh, they are very close to us. So in Italy, we can understand it better um, with these examples. And I was thinking, I mean, you are working with such themes for all your life almost. So what is your feeling? I, I mean, when, when people, when you see spectators uh, looking at your movies, do you think that something has, has changed inside them or it's like uh, for the lawyer that you are keeping fighting because still you, you have to, you know, pass through the message. Well, I mean, Robin Greenwald is an amazing lawyer and she's when she said she's been doing it for, you know, over 30 years in government, in private practice. And one of the things that is astonishing is that there are no criminal charges for people who run these corporations when they are found to have caused harm. They're just money damages. That's the problem. That's the limitation of mass torts as a tool for justice, because it really just is about money. They pay the fine and then they keep doing what they're doing. So um, that that in itself is extremely frustrating, as is what they call agency capture, which is that these governmental um, agencies that are meant to regulate the corporations end up sort of helping the corporations instead. And it's a, uh, it's, it's a known phenomenon, uh, that, that happens everywhere. It happens with the FDA. It happens in Europe with EFSA and ECHA and, and w which are the environmental, um, governing bodies. And 
when people, when corporations have that kind of money to spend to influence these organizations, what, what do you do? So, yes, it is frustrating. But to me, there's two sort of, I have a number of impulses when I make films. One of them is that there has to be a, you know, film is a visual medium. So there has to be a story of some kind. There has to be something that means this is a film, not a book, not an exhibition, not 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 anything. And in the work that we did with Bertinsky, um, we very much wanted to be revelatory instead of accusatory, just to say to people, spend time in these places that you're actually responsible for, but you would never normally see, right? And And just that process of witnessing, I think, can change consciousness for people. And I, I and I feel strongly about that. I also feel strongly that when there is real injustice, as is the case with Monsanto Bayer, that hitting the nail on the head um, is absolutely justified. This is this film, Into the Weeds is not a a polemic, like a Michael Moore film. It's not that at all. It's so carefully researched. Every single claim made in the film was a claim made in court that was backed up by evidence because otherwise we could be sued. Right? We could be sued anyway, but, but we, we were extremely careful with the claims that we made. And I would say Anthropocene is a more, um, and watermark and manufactured landscapes. The earlier films in that trilogy are more, conceptual in the sense of let's think about our own implication in, in all of this. Into the Weeds is very much more about corporate malfeasance and how it is allowed to exist. Yeah. So uh, it's it's amazing. Um, I'm amazed talking with you. I would like to ask you um, like a, a technical thing, like um, if people here in Italy want to see uh, your movies, do you know that there is um, a place where they can find it? Where they can well, find you know that um, Stenson is our, our dis distributor of Anthropocene and Watermark here yeah. in Italy. So that it is available um, uh, through their channels. I should actually ask Michele, how do people see Anthropocene and Watermark? Uh, Anthropocene is uh, almost everywhere. It's um, it's, but the the best way to see it's Rai Play, which okay. for free. Okay. Uh, but you can buy it the DVD, the Blu-ray, uh, what else? And Watermark was sold to Sky. Okay. With uh, pay TV. Uh, and uh, actually is the only legal way to, to see it. Yes, legal being the operative word there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, and then Into the Weeds is still new. So we're still kind of figuring out what to do. And one thing I will say before we end is that we're doing a, a huge impact campaign with this film because there are a number of places around the world that are in the middle of reviewing their renewal of glyphosate. The EU is is uh, reviewing whether to renew it. In Canada, the, the the what they call the PMRA, the Pest Management Regulatory Agency, 
is trying to raise the acceptable level of glyphosate residue in food, and people are fighting against that. In the United States, the EPA has been ordered to review glyphosate, both from a carcinogenicity perspective and from a an effect on biodiversity perspective. So the more that we can use this film to start that conversation or to for people to have that conversation about fighting back and voting against, et cetera, we will use it. And to finish, there's a the Ramazzini Institute in Bologna is doing a very important two-year glyphosate study right now. And when that, that those results come out come out, I think it will have a big impact. Okay, thank you very much. So we have been with Jennifer Bachwall for the film Anthropocene and Into the Weeds, Festival de Popoli, Fred Film Radio, and Laura de la Corte. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.